This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is season season six six of Better Let Let Me Tell Tell You. Starting all over. It's starting. <laughs> that isn't that an album or something? Let's go back, back to the, the beginning. beginning. <laughs> everybody, welcome to episode <sighs> two sixty five. But let me tell you, how is everybody this yes, weekend? This is apparently like our Hillary Duff tribute uh, episode. <laughs> I don't know about a Hillary Duff tribute episode. <laughs> how is everybody's uh, weekend? Summer is uh, yes. Hopefully, this weekend won't be as rainy as last. Okay, yes, because we have some pop ups this weekend. Mm, yes, well, and last weekend, luckily, we were under. A Un techo, yeah. But Saturday was under un techo, under as one does. <laughs> it didn't feel right to say under a roof. <laughs> a roof and techo are not the same thing. They are, but they're not. I understand. Yeah, I feel like you wouldn't say like techo rusted. No, that is true. Um, <laughs> right. How, well, how's everybody weekend going? Wait, is. <laughs> The next weekend is, is Labor Day. Yes, correct. Labor yes, yes, yes. Next weekend is when it's the official end of summer and you can no longer wear white after that Who weekend. Who made those stupid rules? I don't know. Some white lady. I mean, you can't wait, wear Ironically. white after Labor Day. Like, who? Well, okay. It's 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 just it's stupid. It's because of the whole, like, because it's fall and it Does that come back from the that? days of, like, the Gilded Age or something That's like that? probably Emily Post. You know, when... when People like, especially women, used to wear like twenty outfits in one day. Yeah, you know, they they wore only slightly less outfits than a dancer on an audition in Broadway. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, layers. Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, that, like that's crazy. That that's that's crazy talk. I mean, and it's not even that. Like, it's not. You know, it's always summer here. That, that's it, the thing. That's is for not us, even that. Sense, but yeah. like, what does that mean? You can't wear white after Labor Day. I mean. It's, I don't know, it's supposed to be about, like, the tiempo, and, you know, it's, like, it's the winter's darkness. I don't know. That's, like, all these restrictions to a wedding. You can't wear white, you can't wear black. White? Well, you can't wear black. Yeah. D- d- At a wedding? Isn't a woman not supposed to wear black to a wedding because well, she, it's a wedding? Well, she's not supposed to wear white because you don't want to draw attention from the bride. Right. So, okay, I, I'll give you that I'll one. Give you, oh, the I'll white, give you yeah. that one, But yes. you're not, a, but isn't there also, you shouldn't wear black either? Really? Is it because it's a funeral? Like, it, it's a somber color as opposed to, like, a celebration color? I don't know. Who knows? This is all, that's all made up stuff. I'm just going to wear plum. Plum? To all weddings. <laughs> I don't know why I was just thinking of the French word for hat. Chapeau. Chapeau. <laughs> A plum chapeau. Je voudrais un, cha- un noir chapeau, s'il vous plaît, pour oh. mon tête. So wait, you want a black hat for... Mon tête. To, to wear? Tête. Head. Oh, for, for your head. Okay. So anyway. Yes. Um... Anyway, well, yeah, summer summer's ending, and you know, I mean, for some parts of the world, not for, for us. <laughs> yeah, for, for some parts of the world, it's just beginning now. Yeah, summer for us will end for like one week in January. Yeah, maybe two weeks if we're lucky. If we're lucky, if we're lucky. Yeah, so, yeah. anyway, last week, yes, I went to Beyonce's concert. I had you mentioned it here. Did last week. you seem to have a ball? I had a really good time. Yes, because I have to tell you that you enjoyed those ninety dollars of service fee. Oh my god. <laughs> Everybody around me was like bought single tickets as well, and oh, so it was like a whole yeah because like we was like okay so, last minute club. So I get there, and you know me being the you. chatterbox that I am, I start making friends with everybody there. And to my left, there was a Samoan couple. Oh, 
right? Um, and that's so random. Yeah. Well, I don't think for they, Miami. I don't think they came from the Pacific to oh, okay, Florida okay. just to see Beyonce. <laughs> Although somebody did come from Chicago to see Beyonce, and I'm like, but she was just in Chicago, right. and they were like, yeah, but we couldn't get tickets, and I was like, wow, like, wow, so it's cheaper to just fly. Yeah, but then we sort of put two and two together. You know, I was chatting with everybody in my section that everybody had bought the ticket like the. 24 hours preceding the concert so we kind of figured out that like whoever was holding those tickets like yeah you know the, they put the, them on sale or they let them go yeah. at that time and um it was just a lot of fun um you know i had a great great time and i will tell you this though and i've been to a lot of concerts yeah yeah we, we for, went through the list last for, week for decades now <laughs> oh, I, yeah that sounds so 90s I'm on my fourth decade of concerts. Well, you could be a adult contemporary wait, wait, hold on. radio the station. The 90s, the aughts, the 10s, and the 20s. Yeah. I'm on my fourth decade of concerts. Are you also playing the hits of today? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yes, okay. And I've been I mean, I've been to a lot of them and I've seen different acts, different genres. And I have to tell you that like recently, I don't know if this is like a post-COVID thing, you know, the world post-COVID. I feel that concerts Maybe because they're just so much more expensive now, they yeah. become like more of an event. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's I a would spectacle. Agree. I would agree. People have a blast. Like people dress up. There were so many people that were dressed up for Beyonce's the concert. Costumes were great. Like it's costumes. It's almost it's, cosplay. It, yeah, it, it, you took the yeah. words right out of yeah. my mouth. It's almost cosplay. Last year when I went to the Weekends concert, también like people were dressed up and like people were having a blast. So it, it, it's I feel that it's much more nowadays than just. You know, you go, you go to the the venue, you right, sit down, fun. you 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 know, you watch the person. Maybe you get up and dance, and that's it. Like this is an event. Like people, like for example, I got to this concert like two hours early. Well, because Miami traffic, so right. The the tickets at eight o'clock. We know nobody ever goes on the time of the ticket. I got there like at six fifteen. So I was like, like, "Wow, you were there for like three, almost four hours." Yeah, before the yeah. concert started, because she started like a. Uh, Wait, she started like at nine thirty. She didn't. Have, um, she doesn't do opening, opening act, right? No, she is the opening act. She's the like, opening, the middle, like, the closing. Literally, the the first part of her show is called the opening act. <laughs> Lord, but that's why she comes out. The first part of her show is very simple. Okay. There's no dancers. It's just she, her. Is she? She comes out. She sings like three or four ballads. Um, and there's no, you know, no, no spectacle. No spectacle. It's just her. She is the opening act, and she is the encore. Yeah, I was gonna say, wow. I mean, she saves on on salary. But anyway, um, but I noticed that like people were having like a, a a really fun time, and I don't know. Again, maybe maybe it's also like a Gen Z thing, you know? Might because be. I've seen like people go to like these Taylor Swift concerts, and like it's it's an event, yeah. and they pass out like stuff that they do for each other and and all that and it's a community remember when you were telling me about this earlier and and there's some there's again you can go the other way and be the the sourpuss right and be like it's just a show it's just a concert blah blah blah. but there's something nice about that especially when you look at the rest of the world i got a free drink Yes, you did, and you don't even Which drink. My friend Tony. Yes, and all because you were being nice, and you had I was, place I, was in line. I was in the merch line. Yes, I was yes. in the merch line. The merch line wrapped around like I don't know four city blocks. I think it was here in front of your house. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the merch line was that yeah. long, so I was like, "Well, you know, I'm here." It's the six next o'clock. hour of my life. She's not coming out until <laughs> nine, so I'm not doing anything better. And it había tremenda pachanga in the, Wait, the merch line. This merch line was like. That pre show, yeah, I hadn't even gone to my seat because I, I, 
it was still daytime oh, and wow. the merch line was about 10 miles long. So I'm like, oh, I might as well just stand in the merch line. Um, what am I going to be doing outside? You know? No, that's true. And yeah, it was and, outside and, and at, at six stores. Yeah, yeah. Sol de la pico de la tarde. You, you, know? you keep moving in sol. Well, because, the, you know, the sun <laughs> does change throughout the year. <laughs> You keep moving in sol because you're very you're notorious for like I hit sol de las tres, but then sometimes it's el sol de las cuatro, no, el sol de las cinco. No, el peor es el sol de las cuatro. Yeah, but you're you yeah. everything, but everything anyway, after three. Anyway, so I was I was standing in line. And there was this girl in front of me, and <laughs> this lady passes by. It's like whoever has a Lexus can come to the Lexus clubhouse. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and she's like, I have a Lexus, but she looks at me. She's like, Hey. Do you mind if you hold my place in line? I'm like, sure. I'm just standing here, so why not? What, are, what else have I got to so do? So we exchange phone numbers. She's like, oh, when you're in the front, just text me and right. let me know. And, um, you know, I did. And when she came back, she brought me a drink. That was lovely. She brought me a drink and a little old herb. Oh, so, oh wow. So she fed you too. Yes. Aww. So I was like, look how nice. You know, the same drink will probably cost $35.99 at the bar. Equal. <laughs> but yeah, no, back to what you're saying. There's a lot of sense of community. And I think that that's a great thing about now about these concerts. How you go, it's an event. It's yeah. so much more than just doing that. So I had a great time. I mean, if you're a Beyonce fan, uh, you're going to really enjoy the show. I also did not pay a lot of money for it. I ran the risk of getting the ticket 24 hours before. No, but no. It worked out, and based on what you're telling me, it worked out for a hell of a lot of yeah. people. I mean, because again, these people buy up. Again, the biggest complaint, right? Like going back to the whole Taylor Swift situation, you know, these these ticket scalpers or whatever you want to call them, they buy up all the inventory and they're hoarding them. Well, guess what, guys? Yeah, you can charge me seven hundred dollars now, but the day before a concert, if you haven't sold it, you need to get yeah. some money. Do you know out what Taylor it. Swift did now for her 2024 concerts? No. So you have to go online and register, mm-hmm. and then they will send you a code. And then with that code, you could purchase the tickets. The tickets cannot be resold. Really? Nope. They cannot be resold. I mean, I imagine that like they could be resold in a private sale. Like, yeah, yeah. If, if I, I have if I, tickets, right, right, I'll give it to you. Like, hey, right, you want right. to buy them? Right. Um, but they cannot be resold through like StubHub or Ticketmaster or anything like that. Wow. And you know what? That's good. That's good. It's not a bad That's thing. That's good because then you get to buy these tickets at face value. Yeah. Because when you hear about all these concert tickets, like, oh, you know, sitting, the floor seats are like $4,000. Yeah, they're not $4,000 no. because of Taylor Swift or Beyonce or Madonna or, or the whatever, venue. Or, 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 or the venue. Yeah. They're $4,000 because that's what scalpers are charging. Right. You know, and, and all these scalping programs have been able to beat, you know, yeah. the technology. So, yeah. And then, you know, the freaking ticket master's <laughs> fee it's funny because i was speaking to a friend of mine uh, i was speaking to her daughter and she was telling me that she really wanted to go carol g see carol g and she's like oh bro i like i was getting gonna get two tickets for me and my friend and they were like 200 dollars each and i was like okay fine you know but then when i go check out it was like you know almost six hundred dollars i'm like what the hell yeah. and then she looked at me she's like it's the ticket master fee and i'm like welcome to the world of a swifty that happened <laughs> that happened to me this week um because my mom's 70th birthday is coming up so my sister and i are gonna get are gonna take her to go see mark anthony oh yeah the tickets are like five hundred dollars okay total for three tickets it is what it is whatever i started looking and it's there's a service okay there's sales tax can't get away from taxes death and taxes right great then there's the service fee then there's the venue fee then there's the processing fee. I'm like, why is there a service fee and a processing fee? What service are you giving me if it's not processing? Was there a convenience fee? There was not. They, I, but, but but again, it's like I wound up paying instead of the 500, it's like 620. That's like, a, it's a little bit of a different sto- a different situation, but it's so frustrating how now when you purchase a hotel, 
Oh, the sur- the, it, the, the, resort a, the resort fees. Fee. The resort fees. Right. And the resort fees are not $10, $12. No. They're like $60, $70, $80 a night. So it's like, oh, yeah, oh. you get to stay at, you know, the Marriott, the GW Marriott or yeah. wherever the hell yeah, you're yeah. staying for, you know, $180 a night. What a steal. Plus resort fees. And then, boom. And then the parking if you have a car. Oh, my gosh. So last year um, at the Gaylord Palms in, oh, yeah. uh, in Orlando, I actually it was for Memorial Day weekend, and I took Tristan. We had a great time. Like we all had a great. You guys time. had like a last minute deal. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> I literally bought the, yeah. the hotel package. Uh, the, we stayed three nights. The night day we left. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But sometimes you get it. You got a great um, deal that way. Yeah. And you know, I got a really good rate because the Gaylord Palms is like it's not a cheap hotel. It's, no. a, it's, a, it's a it's a fancy it's a, it's hotel. A resort. Yeah. And it's fine. You know. And I remember that I'm like, bam, you know, Expedia, boom. Right. And I'm like, I got a steal for this. And when I check out three days later, I'm like, bada, 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 bada. <laughs> what do you mean? I have like $300 in resort fees. Like, oh, I didn't yes. buy shit here. Oh, no, that's your resort that's fee. That's your resort fee. Yeah. And as I always say, like, okay, I mean, in this particular case, okay, I really did enjoy the amenities. And of it the is hotel. a resort. Right. But what about when you're just staying there and you don't use any of the amenities? Is that really fair? Well, that's on you. Right. But what I'm saying is that, like, I just prefer, I just prefer if. They just give me a rate, right? The two hundred dollars includes whatever you want right, to include, right? Instead of two hundred dollars a night, it's two fifty a night. Right. You know, just tell me how much. That's sort of the same with cruising now, because when you go on a cruise oh, now, yes. but remember that back in the day, they would give you the, the little envelope. Yep. That you would give to your waiter the last yep, day, and you would mm-hmm. give to your your room your, uh, your steward, steward. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last day, and all that. But now the gratuity is automatically added on your sign and sale account. Even before that, there was always the option to prepay up front. Right. Now, and don't not, get me wrong. Now, and I think it's, I th- actually think it's a good deal to do it because you know what? There are people who were, mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong. Like, I think, I mean, these people deserve every Absolutely. cent of the, the, and more. the fee of uh, their tip. Porque but what I'm saying the... is that now, because this gratuity is added, it's automatic, then you should tell me, okay, my cruise is not three hundred. It's isn't five hundred dollars yeah. for whatever amount of days. It's really eight hundred. Right. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Just add it up front. Well, you know what? They're they're trying to pass legislation to to be more transparent about those fees. Really? Oh yeah. They they they're they currently they uh the current administration is trying to pass for a while. They've been trying to pass that. And and you know who's the worst ones? It's, it's Vegas. Yeah. But okay, Vegas is like, stay in the Bellagio. We know every single time that I've ever planned a trip to Vegas, I'm like, mira eso. Que la Bellagio is like $200 <laughs> a night, you know? And then it's like, oh, but that includes like a, you know, that doesn't include like a $125 yeah. resort fee. You know? Yeah. But you know what? For some reason, a Vegas se lo perdono. I don't know why. I feel like because it's Vegas. <laughs> yo, I've said this many times. Yo le doy perdida a Vegas. Because I don't gamble. And I don't drink. That's true. So, and you're not good at a buffet either. And I'm not good at buffets. So you know, you're the worst for Vegas. Yeah, I I will bankrupt Vegas. Vegas does. Vegas is not getting me. No, with you, Vegas will not viva. I will leave my Vegas. I will leave a week, and I love Vegas. No, you do. I mean, you like going to Vegas. To Vegas. I yeah, love, yeah. love, I love all the pomps and circumstances, fanfare of Vegas. I love it. But um, I'm like, I don't gamble because I am also. 
I have. I mean, you, we've been to Vegas together. I am that person that you know when we were in the casino, I'll yeah. go and hang around the casino, but I'm not like I'm not putting a dollar in that machine. I'm I'm gonna lose it. Like it's I'm not gonna Which, win again. I pay like the pen, the penny slots. Like I'm not playing, you know, the high roller. I'm paying penny slots so that I can get the free drink. But even the penny slot. Well, okay, it's a penny. Okay, I'll give you. I the I mean, penny slot. you're playing ten dollars at the penny slots. I remember one time, actually on a cruise, uh, we took this huge family cruise like ten years ago, and it was it was great because it was like my whole family. Even my yeah. grandmother went, and I remember thinking like. Enjoy this because this is this once is, in a lifetime. This yeah. is, esto no siempre se da that everybody was able to go. And I remember my dad won like $900 in the casino. Coño. Yeah, on a slot machine. And he was about to do the mistake that everybody put does. it back in. He was going to put it back in. And I go, and we're walking away. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like I literally got him by the arm. Like we're walking away. <laughs> Even if you want to keep playing, you cash that out and you keep 50 bucks Look, to play. Like yeah, you don't was, play I, the rest of the whole I thing. I told no, him, no, 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 no. no. You can't, you're in the positive. You won. That's true. You're in the black. Like you one that's true the one walk away you're the exception <laughs> don't be the rule <laughs> I don't get be the rico, rule get rico, so yeah i know i want to go on a cruise well i'm going in one two <gasps> that's right my guys are on the corner yes that's right yes. you are you are you are although you know it's on my bucket list speaking of cruises for me to do the world cruise well, the world cruise but the world cruise is a little bit more out of reach okay. what is in my bucket list like is a transatlantic cruise on the Queen That's, Mary. You just want to use the accent. No, I yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I want to go on the freaking Queen Mary. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a ship enthusiast. I'm a, a an ocean liner fanatic, and I haven't been on an actual ocean liner. I wonder what's the term for that. What you know, like Anglophile or whatever. Like, what would be the term well, for I that? Well, I don't know. If there's a term, but there is very much a community. No, I know. That's because, why there like, should be I'm a involved term. in all these like like y'all need a term pages and you know chat groups and oh no, no I'm surprised you're not the moderator. No, no. Oh, you know why? Because <laughs> as much as you think that I know about ocean liners, like listeners, I could talk to you about the history of ocean liners every day, and you've done it here. And when somebody tells me what's the difference between a cruise and an ocean liner, I'm like, yes, <laughs> I get to give my thesis statement. By the way, the ocean liner was built for transportation. A cruise was done for cruising. The architecture and hull are completely different, and the superstructure is also different. Though the way the cabins are laid out are generally different in an ocean liner um, than on a cruise. And I could go on, but I won't. And that's the learn portion. <laughs> that's of, a learn. Of the episode. I could do a master class on ocean. Oh, liners. I have no doubt. I have no doubt <laughs> but, that but it would be a multi-part. Yeah, series. Almost, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like ocean liners from 1850 to 1900. Go right. <laughs> Like, we would need intermissions. <laughs> one of my favorite parts of Titanic, like, one of my favorite parts is the very beginning. It's actually the very first line that Kate Winslet says. When she, when she gets about- out of the car, she goes, I don't know what all the fuss is about. She isn't any bigger than the Mauritania. And the Mauritania was, like, the most famous ship at the time. The, the average layperson would not know that. But for us. You are neither average nor lay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, moving right along. Because you're, you're, you're a person. We're, we're, you're, you know, you're a person, so that's, uh, that one's a good Oye, one. Viste que nació una jirafa. Without spots. Without spots. Yes, and listeners, they think it's the only one. Listeners, you got to look this up. Look up spotless giraffe. 
Yeah, they think it's the only one uh, in, in recorded history. I mean, who knows, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. I just want to go on record again. Giraffes are my favorite animals. I love giraffes. They're so underappreciated. They are. Giraffes are amazing. You know, especially guys. It's like, my favorite animal is a shark. My favorite animal is a tiger. Arr. It's like, no, bro. My favorite animal is a giraffe also, and a you, llama. Have you ever seen the giraffes when they're like using their necks to beat each other up? <laughs> it's wonderful. It, but they're, they're oh, such like beautiful, graceful animals. They are. And unlike the graceful gazelle, they are not nature's buffet. No. Oh, yeah. You know what? Now they said, they're going to eat They don't. But I think it's because of that neck whipping thing that they well, do. Well, I think that whoever's down there looks up there and they go, whoa, well, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, it's just too much effort. I mean, I'm sure that – does the giraffe have a predator? I'm sure they have a predator. I'm sure a lion will eat a giraffe if – I mean, you know. I don't know. There's some – they're vegetarian, so I'm sure some there's... Some flying thing that will take a <laughs> giraffe. Some like, flying thing? Like, what, the creature from Jeepers Creepers? I don't know, like, the pterodactyl <laughs> or some shit like that. How? Wait, what time are we recording this in that there are pterodactyls? I'm sure there's pterodactyls somewhere. Oh, I hope there are. <laughs> I would love for there to be a pterodactyl somewhere. I book you? No. Because, so, listen, so, it's bad enough when I park under a tree and a regular bird. So, shits. listeners, something... That I am not good at. I can't be good at everything. That's <laughs> something true. I'm not good at. I'm not good at like animal like, noises, biology, if oh. you will. Like, oh yeah, you're not zoology. No, you're not going to be a zoologist. I'm not good no. at like animal breeds and this and that. I can't tell the no difference time between soon. an alligator and a crocodile. To me, they're the same thing. And I argue with people that I'm like, dude, look, a rhino is a dinosaur. And the reason why they say it's not a dinosaur is because then it would just, if from in terms you, of economy, yeah, you can't pull that thread. Yeah. It would just like mm-hmm. ruin like franchises. And Mia, like, if you pull that thread, then it becomes a matter of like, you know, Jurassic park, the whole franchise falls apart. All of like fossils that doesn't work anymore. And then people now start to wonder if Pangea is still around. Like it's you just know what not blows my mind blows my mind. George Washington and like that whole era, they didn't know dinosaurs existed. Wait, they didn't? No, because they hadn't found a fossil yet. <laughs> yep. Mind blown. I never stopped to think about that. You're absolutely no, right. I think the first fossil was in the 18 something. It was in the 1800s, in like the mid 1800s. You're right. They wouldn't have known. Yeah. Colonial America did not know that dinosaurs existed. <laughs> well, well, anybody around the world at that time. Yeah, fair, fair enough, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, George Washington. Nope, no dinosaurs, no T Rex. What's a T Rex? I never stopped to think about that. This is also the the learn section of the show. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Back to school time, saca o verano. <laughs> and even your mental health challenges seem to be back from summer vacation. Did you pack lunch for the kids? Are you doing everything to help them thrive in school? How do you find balance between work and home life? <laughs> Not to mention back to school means que the holidays are around the corner. Stop. Take a deep breath and let BetterHelp get you back on the path to being mentally healthy. BetterHelp offers phone, video, text, or live therapist chat sessions. You pick the option that best fits your schedule. After all, it's your mental health, right? Plus, it costs a fraction of in-person therapy sessions, which is a good thing, porque those back-to-school supplies are not 
cheap. <laughs> and as a special offer for Better Let Me Tell You listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash better. BetterHelp is already more affordable than in-person therapy, and now you can save on your first month. Look, more than back to school time, it's back to you time. And BetterHelp can help you take the first step on that path. That's betterhelp.com slash better. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. They did. Oh, is it like your work? It's like your life before you know that, and your life after. When I it found makes that sense. Out, when I found that, I was like, I had to stop. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean that George Washington didn't know that dinosaurs existed? Like, think about everything in that time. Like, they didn't know. They didn't know that there was a T Rex. <laughs> this is wonderful. I've always said this, like. Maybe he was a stray here, one around there Here somewhere. we are talking about dinosaurs on Pedro. Let me and tell you, as, as one does. Um, a, <laughs> I've always said this, like, can you imagine if, like, the T-Rex was really a gentle giant? <laughs> oh, I've been so maligned in history. And the real, like, son of a bitch was, what, what is the it brunt, The Brontosaurus. The one with the long neck. Brontosaurus. That's yeah. an herbivore. Yeah. That, that was the one that was like, like bitches, you going down. <laughs> you know, change approved. <laughs> Like, we're gonna rewrite history now. Yes, the T Rexes were gentle giants, and the, the Brontosaurus were tremendo hopuda. Done, done. Stupid long neck bitches with those tails. Like the most- you know what? No, you're right. The T Rexes are all probably just all gentle. We're just like, I can't do things. Look at my little hands. Look at my little hands. You know, somebody help me. Yeah. And that might be why they're misunderstood because they were always grouchy because they couldn't do things. And they were always like, ah, help. And, and because they right. had little hands that they couldn't grab their food with, that's why they had sharp teeth. Right. Because they needed it to, like, you know, cut the grass. Right. They because they couldn't mean. do it with their feet, with their other with their, with their hands. hands. Their right. Feet. Right. Right. So, you know, I think it makes sense. It makes total sense. Change approved. <laughs> Change approved. Dear like, Smithsonian the Museum. The T-Rex like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm just a nice guy. <laughs> George Washington doesn't know I exist. Oh, <laughs> but the T-Rex also didn't know about George Washington. No. They didn't know each other The T-Rex existed. had other things coming to him. Neither of them knew the other existed. <laughs> I feel like this The is, T-Rex had a meteor with his name I, on I it. feel like we've just written some type of weird-ass sci-fi movie where, like, the founding fathers meet the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like the TV show dinosaurs. <laughs> what they're, is all, it? they're all Muppets. Uh, uh, no, Not the was, mama. No, maybe Sinclair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a writer strike right now. You want to take a stab at this? What? We're not part of any union. <laughs> no, we're not part of a union. <laughs> we could do it. <laughs> it's like the new hit. <laughs> It'd be great if we write it. And then they're like, fuck it. Just green light it. There's nothing else in the pile. I will call it George T-Rex. <laughs> George T-Rex. This fall. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> and now I'm picturing the T-Rex with the little powdered wig. Yes. <laughs> And the little hat. The yes. little, the little. Oh, but it's going to have to be a very big boat crossing the Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> that canoe's not going to cut it. The not the Delaware, the, the, the Potomac. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Delaware. Coming to this fall. Coming, coming this, this fall, fall to Netflix. Because they'll, they'll take anything. George T. Rex. <laughs> What happens when the founding fathers meet the dinosaurs? dinosaurs. Find out this fall on George T. Rex. (laughs) 
And then like the T-Rex wants to run for Congress and because the Constitution is being written in the Constitutional Convention, there's no r- law that says that you he can't. And then you see him in like the Chamber of Congress being like... But he can never sign a document. But he's going, yay. Nay. <laughs> 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 Guys, like listeners. This is writing itself, people. I mean... It's writing itself. Let us know what you think. Yes, okay, yes. we need to move Absolutely. on. Absolutely. So actually, well, kind of on the topic of... T- in a weird way of dinosaurs <laughs> and, and, and large animals, um, this past week, the infamous whale here at the Miami Aquarium passed away. Yes. Lolita. Um, I know she has another name. Uh, they call her Toki. Toki. I don't know if it's because she's running away from the authorities. Why she had two names under an assumed alias. I don't know why she had two names. But finally, free in the worst way possible. And it's just weird to me that she's no longer there. Okay. What I don't want to sound disrespectful. But this is not. I'm not being disrespectful. I saw your and face changing, formulating a thought in the like. Okay, you're trying to be nice, Whatever but ever I see anything written about Lolita with her real name, I don't say it. I don't think Toki. I think Toki, 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 Toki. <laughs> okay, that's not disrespectful. That's toki, that's toki, celebratory. Toki, that's joyous. On on. Apurate, vallenita, vamos a ver a eso. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not that. I don't think they took a whale to see Jesus in the desert. (laughs) You don't know. They didn't know whales existed in the desert. The same way that the founding fathers didn't know dinosaurs existed. There's a whole lot of not knowing things. Jesus didn't know dinosaurs existed either. He didn't know they existed either. I mean, if George Washington didn't know. Then Jesus Jesus really didn't know. know. Yeah, he really had no clue. (laughs) There's no dinosaurs in the Bible. Nor Old Testament. No, exactly. At all. (laughs) At all. It's not a thing. So anyway, anyway, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> but it's just so weird to think that she's not there. I mean, I, so I know, sad. I know, we all wanted her liberated, and you know, the, the pen was too small, and and to be freed back into. You know that when when but, Tristan was in preschool, mm-hmm. we went to this aquarium on a on a on a field trip, mm-hmm. and I remember that it was one of those things that like I had a moment. I had a moment of like it had been years since then, right? I mean, at that point, since you've been to this aquarium. Oh yeah, yeah I haven't yeah, been yeah, to this aquarium yeah. since I was in high school. Um, but I had a moment of like morale because I was like, on the one hand, right. I'm like totally against this. Right. But on the other hand, like, I don't want him to be the kid, the odd man out. Right. Right. And we saw Lolita. I have pictures of it. We saw Lolita. The show. Yeah. And like, I was like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And I was like, but I have pictures of me seeing Lolita as a kid. There's a nostalgia to and it. And then. I'm, I now have pictures of him seeing Alita. So I like it, I was so torn, but I mean, obviously, right? Morally, morally, yeah. And and I have to tell you that when I I went to go see Lolita in um, in this aquarium, so this was just it was even preschool, so this was like four years ago. Um, so it wasn't that long ago. I as I said, I hadn't been since I was in high in high yeah, school, yeah. so it had been twenty plus see, years. See, see. I had sort of forgotten how small it was. That's what until I kept you hearing. see it in person. Yeah, that I was like, the hotel pool is larger than this, you know. Yeah, and it really as a kid it seems huge. as a kid, yeah, it seems yeah. huge. Yeah. But it really puts it in perspective. Um, about ten years ago, I went to Sea World, and mm-hmm. I had never actually been to Sea World. I don't think I have either. And there was a great deal going on, uh, so I went to Sea World. <laughs> you and your deals. I went to Sea World. You know, I really love those roller coasters. Sea World has some pretty good it roller coasters. Roller coaster, I mean, yeah. not for nothing, but they do. Yeah. Um, and you know, Shamu is even bigger than Lolita, mm-hmm. and 
I remember we went to go see the the Lolita the, the Shamu show, and I wanted to sit in the splash zone. Oh, yeah. So I sat in the front, and in 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 um in SeaWorld, they have like um like a platform right mm-hmm. there in the front right. where there's a moment that Shamu goes on the platform and she's right in front of you. And I remember that when she got on that platform, again, I was in the first row. Right. I like took a step back because I appreciated how enormous right. she is. The majesty she's like the of that size animal. of a school bus, right? And I remember that when I walked into that arena where they have mm-hmm. them, I thought, oh, this is just the pool where she does the show, right? She must like, have a, a bigger pen. There must be a bigger right. or something behind the right, stage. Right, right. Nope. That's where she lives. They say it's the equivalent of a human living in a bathtub. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, when people start saying, you know, free Shamu or free Lolita and all that, you know... Th- this is a problem. This is a problem. Now, these animals were captured in a very different time. Yeah. Like, I don't think, at least in the United States, they would do that anymore. Actually, they've outlawed there, that yeah. there that they yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. Aquariums can't. Uh, like, there's not going to be a new Lolita. There's not going to be a new Lolita. Right. And, and even if there wasn't a law behind that, uh, that's just a practice that pe- they wouldn't do that now. Thankfully. Yeah. Thankfully. Um so I, I guess this was grandfathered in. And I know that they were trying to move um, Lolita, but it's like the logistics of that. Like, I mean, and, and I agree that they should have moved her, right? right. But but the, like the logistics of that, because she lived in captivity for 50 years. Yeah, uh, 52. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a bad situation yeah. all around. And, you know, I, 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 I like to... I know there's like a sentiment against zoos and but a part of me kind of feels they're a necessary evil when they're done right. Like 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 Metro Zoo. Well, or what I was going to say is that there's a lot of zoos that have labs and and, and right. there's science behind it in terms of conservation yeah, the and they've helped, they've helped with the conservation of certain animals with right. trying to grow the population of certain animals. So that's One can I mean. make the argument that there are zoos out there that are doing the right, trying to do the right the thing. The heart's in the right place. Especially in terms of the science, right? right. Um, but then there's a lot of places that aren't, and these animals aren't in primal condition. And and again, it's not even if they're being abused. They're just being held captive. Like, I mean, yeah. and... and it's one of these things that, like, you really have to try to not see it in a nostalgic way because you can't help, especially our generation, we can't help but see it in a nostalgic way because we grew up going to zoos. Right. We grew up and we want to share that with our children. And- right? Um, like, I remember going to this aquarium as a little kid. Yeah. I have a picture with that dolphin statue or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the helmet. Yeah. yeah. I, have that pic- I have a picture with that statue at two years old at, like, six and as a teenager. Yeah. And I took one again now when I went with Tristan. Um, and remember the wax? Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking of right now. The wax yeah. things that you would get done there. Then the, they had no purpose afterwards, yeah. but you always wanted one. The, yeah. the, with the machine that was like semi-oval. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're not they're not good. I, I feel that these are relics of another time. Again, I think it depends on what we're talking about in terms of the zoos. Um, because if we're talking about, again, like a San Diego Zoo, the Miami Metro Zoo, um, even Animal Kingdom, which for all intents and purposes is a zoo, you know, these are 
to your point, they're trying to to conserve species that may not live past another generation otherwise. So that's why I say there's like a necessary evil element to it because on the one hand, yes, they're in captivity, but on the other hand, we could lose some of these species forever otherwise. Yeah. You know? yeah. I remember the first time I went to the safari in Animal Kingdom, I was like, when do we get to Africa? Like, when were we portaled to Africa? Because I remember there was a part that I'm like, I don't even see the park anymore. Like, this is not Florida. Like, we're I'm not in, Florida. I'm in like the Meadowlands. It's of, Zimbabwe. Like, yeah. Yes, mid Africa. Like, only Disney could do this. That's like, true. It's Disney true. probably painted the sky. And, you know, they put a big tarp. Yes, that made it look like <laughs> your big tarp you over know, there, the Sahara, or yeah. you know whatever, you know uh, plains. I mean, in in Africa, um, I, that reminds me of Planet Earth, the miniseries. Isn't it great? Like that's a great miniseries. All of them. There's only one thing that there's two things that freak me out about that. So, <laughs> listeners, for those who don't remember. Maybe like 10 years ago. Maybe a little more, but yeah. There was like a series of um, episodes called Planet Earth. Yeah. It was produced by the BBC, yep. but it but it was... Um, it was a co-production, I think, with Discovery Channel. Yeah, and then they had it on, on Blu-ray, and it was like super high def. And, that was like around the time that Blu-ray and high def had really started. Yeah. And, and, but that yeah. was, that was yeah. like the bluest yeah. of rays. Like <laughs> It was like super high def because it was shot in high def. And <laughs> like, Bruce, yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. If, for those of you who haven't seen it, check it out. I believe it's on streaming now. It's probably on the Discovery platform or Max. And they had like different... Um, different, like they had like the, uh, the Arctic, they had yes. the, like the Amazon, they had all the, different the plains, they had uh, Africa, like they had different things. I remember, you know, and the and these things are nature at its wildest. Yeah, right? it's raw. I remember yeah. there was an episode in Antarctica where these two polar bears were hunting a seal. Yep, that's what they do. And the seal was like on a little island of ice, and the seal was like trying to save save it, and and. You know, like the seals going back and forth, and like they really filmed this, like the struggle the seals seal was going back and forth, and then finally, out of exhaustion, the seal can't like yeah, save itself anymore, up, yeah. and you just see her being dragged down by the polar bears, and I'm like, I'm emotionally invested in this animal at this point. Like, how can you do this to me, <laughs> BBC? Like, why did you need to show this? The character arc of the seal. Why did you need to show this? I'm sorry, but I know it's nature because I know it's, it's nature. nature. And, I, and if you're gonna no, if you're gonna do a documentary about the realities of nature, then you have to show the realities of nature. I mean, you do. You can't just show all these animals holding hands and kumbayaing. I don't need to see that. And then there was there's this well, other one that I forgot which one it is that this freaked me out. That it was of a bat cave. Okay, and the bat caves are are like flying around this huge thing in a bat in the bat cave, and this was enormous. It was like a hill inside the bat cave. Jesus, a hill. The hill was their shit. Oh yeah, and I was like, yeah. bat dung. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure I can smell it from here. Like that's <laughs> gross. I don't need to see that either. But again, <laughs> if you're gonna do a nature documentary, you I just see warts see, and all. I want to see pretty sunsets, pretty fish, and birds flying in the blue sky. No, you can't prettyfy nature. You got to show us everything. I I I don't want to see the poor gazelle being eaten by the tiger. You have to know what happens out there. You can't rewrite the narrative. No, you know, since I was a kid, I was like, no, no, I'm the giraffe. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend to be the, the little boy in the class that likes the, the shark. I'm like, I like the giraffe. <laughs> Giraffes are good. <laughs> yeah, those weird little antenna at the top. I don't know what those do. You know what also like was a moment for me? That 
all breeds of dogs are not real. Like, oh yeah, you told me this. A couple all weeks breeds ago. of dogs, any breed of dog. <coughs> excuse me. Like I know dogs come, dogs come from, from wolves. Wolf. Like, like I know that the wolf, but, but I never bre- the right. wolf was bred into breeds of dogs. Right, but I never stopped to th- like I know they come from wolves, but I never stopped to think about a poodle doesn't come the- from nature. <laughs> A Shih Tzu doesn't come from nature. I need that to be a t-shirt. Right. A, a poodle doesn't come from nature. A, even a golden retriever that we love doesn't come from nature. None of that is natural. It's That's all, all breeding. So, that blew my mind as well. Blew. Like, I was like. Again, it makes what? sense, though. Yeah, they're all domesticated. Yeah. That's why there's no wild dogs. Because a dingo is not a dog. No, it's, uh, it's, it's a marsupial, isn't it? I don't know if it's a marsupial, but it's not a dog. But the dingo is the closest thing to a dog. Right. But it's not a dog. Right, right, right. Right? Dogs come from wolves. Yeah, that I knew. And it's they have all been bred. And they don't they haven't existed for that long either. It hasn't been like thousands of years right. that these um uh dogs have existed. So dinosaurs also didn't know dogs. No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> That's our new benchmark. Did the dinosaurs know about this? <laughs> did the dinosaurs know about this? The dinosaurs probably knew Cher. They did. They did. Yeah. Her first farewell tour was right before the comet. <laughs> right before. I mean, if there's any human being that would have known the dinosaurs is Cher. Yeah, it's true. Little known fact. Half breed, it's not about being white and Native American. It's about being Native American and reptilian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, little Wait, known fact. Are dinosaurs reptilian? Well, they're giant fucking lizards. Oh, actually, no. They're more closely related to birds, actually. What? Yeah. Dinosaurs actually share more, if I remember correctly, they share more in common with birds than with lizards, and it has to do with their skeletal system and the fact that they have, their their bones are, I think, um, hollow, similar to a bird's. What? Dinosaurs' bones are hot. Listeners, look I it know, up. I know, I know I, nothing about this. Look it up. I know. Like, they, I know nothing. I know I'm, they share more in you're, common. You're talking with to birds. the guy who thought a guinea pig was a rabbit. Oh, I, that was one of the greatest days of my I life. I thought a guinea pig was a rabbit. I that was a wonderful. I day. was like, what type of strange rabbit is this? It's a guinea pig. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I, I cherish that memory. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, they they are more closely related to uh, birds than lizards. Did you hear about the snake that ate an alligator? Is this a joke? Like, what? No, there was a snake that ate an alligator. What was it? it was on the news recently? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, what was she thinking? The snake? Yes. Listen, nobody's going to tell her what to do. Like, it's like okay, I know a lot of times snakes are very ambitious with what they put in their mouth, but it's like okay, what were you thinking? <laughs> Do you remember like ten years ago the snake that let loose in the Central Park Zoo? I just love the thing. I just love the thought of the phrase. Snakes are very ambitious about what they put in their mouth. <laughs> like she's like the snake is just like by the Empire State Building. She's like, I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the snake se reventó, se mató. Well, <laughs> well, but I mean, snakes have been known to eat small children, so I guess I guess. Okay, this is an alligator. It doesn't know the difference. Okay, an alligator. An alligator is the size of a truck. Like it, it depends. It could have been a smaller alligator. It's an alligator. A snake. Again, a snake can eat like a three-year-old child. I understand that. But a three-year-old, four three-year-old childs aren't even the size of an alligator. But you know what? What? The dinosaurs did know snakes. They did? I don't know. I'm making it up. <laughs> Snakes feel well. They were in the Bible. Well, that's snakes true. were in the Bible, so they must okay. have. <laughs> okay, yes, but the Bible; those times were 
a little bit after the dinosaurs <laughs> by a few million years. I mean, sure. <laughs> but the snake was there. <laughs> right. But even that was a few million years removed from them. I but think about the snake doesn't have to evolve. It could have been there. <laughs> right, listeners, it's one of those episodes. It's one of those episodes. It's yes. one of those episodes. <laughs> yes, it is one of those episodes. <laughs> what? Who? That's a weird thing. Who didn't know dinosaurs existed? Who didn't know dinosaurs existed? <laughs> I. You know what? I. I. Noah didn't. Or no, Noah did, and he didn't put them on the ark. No. Well, you know who Noah didn't put on the ark, right? Unicorns and dragons. Yes. Which dragons are dinosaurs? I learned that from Fantasia 2000. Yes. <laughs> and as we all know, Fantasia 2000 is a documentary. <laughs> when I saw Fantasia 2000, whatever, I'll say here in the podcast, I cried like a little bitch at the end of it. I don't remember the end. The end, the Firebird, Firebird Suite of Fantasia 2000. I remember. The Firebird Suite, th- that's the song. Yeah. It's the, the, the cartoon. It's the one of nature where it, it's like a forest landscape that there's a forest fire. Mm-hmm. And Mother Nature at the beginning, you see Mother Nature. And then the whole forest catches on fire and she sort of dies. This rings a bell. She dies. She turns into ash, and then a raindrop falls, and that brings her back to life. And at the end, it's sort of like the evolution of, of nature, right, how right. nature, you know, regenerates itself. Oh my god, it's like it's beautiful. <laughs> like we need to watch it at the end. I like, remember like now. I remember I saw Fantasia two thousand on IMAX, and I'm like, well, yeah, because they only release it. I'm IMAX. like, okay, what's going on here? Like, why am I getting so emotional about this? Like, because it's Fantasia and it's two thousand. It's <laughs> what we did back in the two thousands. We got emotional over Fantasia. <laughs> Fantasia the movie, Fantasia Barino. We got, we got emotional. <laughs> well, that's why she won American Idol. Yes, we got emotional over all the Fantasias. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me. You know what uh, song I have stuck in my mind right now? And I'm, I'm going to, this is to give a shout out to um, Jenny Lorenzo and Riza from um, Spanish, Spanish Aki. The whole thing of Santa's Enchanted Park- Forest. Oh, but Enchanted Parking Lot? Enchanted <laughs> Parking Lot. Enchanted Parking Lot. He, humidity. <laughs> so much fun. Santa's Enchanted Parking Lot. Yeah, ahorita yeah. Yeah. Where is Santa's Enchanted Forest nowadays? I don't know. I think we have to take the wardrobe for Narnia at this point. Yeah? I mean, they keep changing the location every year. Mm. So is it like a secret location? Like It's Santa's traveling forest at this point. Speaking of events, actually, this is something I did want to bring up in today's episode. It's actually what I wanted to bring up in today's episode, not the dinosaur George Washington talk. Um, but aren't you glad we Did you that see up? what's back for our second round? Listeners, you want to listen to this. <gasps> I did. So I did. And, and allegedly and you it's didn't sold tell, out. And you didn't tell me this. And the fact that that says how much we know each other. So... Remember, listeners, a few years ago, the Fire Festival. It's back, back, back again. That th- we got not one, but two documentaries <laughs> for the Fire Festival. But for those of you yes, who and don't, we found remember, out how far someone was willing to go for water. For those of you who don't remember, I'll refresh your memory. So the Fire Festival was this event about uh, four years ago that was advertised as the like biggest, like most luxurious, yes. high level. 
a music festival that was going to be in Exuma, Bahamas. It was going to be like Coachella, but for like the more exclusive. Right. Yeah. With pigs know, in the water. With pigs in the water, with all these um, influencers. Influencers. It was really that. like, a, I think it was one of the first events to almost bill itself as like, come hang with influencers. Yeah. And of course, Ja Rule, right? <laughs> and. People paid all this money to go there, and when they got there, they were sleeping in FEMA tents with very little water and onion and cheese sandwiches. Yeah, not not great. And the guy who set all this up, Billy McFarlane, um, he uh, he actually went to jail for like three or four years for fraud and like wire fraud and all this stuff. He's out um, for investors and and all that. Um, And he's out of jail. He's already advertised Fire Festival 2. And according to him, the tickets, the first set of tickets mm-hmm. have sold out. Oh, I didn't know how to go on sale already. Yeah. There's like apparently like a first round of tickets. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. According well, to him. This guy's a, a con um, man, so who knows? Has sold out. So what do we think about this? Has he released pictures? Because, you know, usually when you do a second round of a festival, you release pictures of how well the first one went. So that's not the case. No. So what is he? Like, how is he selling this is my question. Because you're talking about an event that people, again, like you said, not one, but two documentaries exist about the shit show that it was. So it's not like a Tudiga, something nobody knows about. So to me, it's not how he's selling it. To me, it's who the hell is buying it. Right. But that's my question is like, how is he selling it that people are buying it? I, 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 I think wanna, there's I, people who are just curious about it. I want to understand both ends here, of the, here, here's of the spectrum. Here's my thing about here. it. Here's my thing about being curious about mm-hmm. it is that I'm curious about. There's it a lot pay. of things that I'm curious about that maybe I'll be like, you know, I'm gonna go and see it. But the problem is that you're talking about an island, <laughs> so you're talking about an island. You're talking about um, a lot of times places that do, like in what happened the first time around yeah. don't have the accommodations. It's remote. It's remote. So I'm not gonna put myself in a situation that out of curiosity I'm like I'm gonna be stuck in an island. Yeah. Not to mention I have to get PTO. Right. So. You know, here's my thing about it, because I could understand, you know, we live in a world nowadays, I mean, I guess you could say we always lived in this world, but especially now with social media, of hype. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah It's yeah, group sure. mentality. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, hype is more prevalent. You know, as we've seen, you know, even in our political <laughs> landscape, people don't really give a shit. You know, they go and do what they go and do without yeah. any, it doesn't matter if you're telling them, hey, like, this is not a good idea. This doesn't Don't matter. No, people are going to go and do mm-hmm. it, and you're not going to change their minds. So I could understand that there is people that are just going to go and do it. They're going to go and do it. But those and, people always existed. And be like, hey, I'm going to be part of the Fire Festival too. Right, right, you right. You know, right. whatever. And we're going to hang out with Kendall Jenner, even though she's not going to be there. Right. Whatever. <laughs> well, she was not the first one either. My, my question when I started reading upon this is like, who, in terms of investors, who's going to get right. involved? Investors, promoters. Because you know going in. Right. Investors, promoters, caterers, staging, you know, acts, like talent. True. Why would who, you associate yourself? You know, who's going to associate themselves with that? I mean, maybe Rita Ora, because, you know, I mean, she's that good. <laughs> but who's going to associate themselves with that? Rita Ora. Because it's, it's, a, it's a risk. Across the board. It's a really big risk. Across the board, because you know what? If you were imagine involved- if, if he comes out, and he's like, you know, who I'm having at the fire <laughs> festival too. I'm freaking having Beyonce. <laughs> like, I don't think so. And Beyonce will be like, boy, I'm on my Renaissance World Tour. Like, Beyonce won't even say anything one way or the other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. She won't deny it. <laughs> she won't admit or deny she won't admit or deny. It. So you can say whatever you want. Um, but that, Beyonce's that, gonna be on. But let me tell you next but, week. Yeah, tune in. Um, what was I gonna say? <laughs> Shit. But that's the thing. See, like, okay, you, I didn't even think about the axe. 
the first time around, you didn't know what you were getting into. So you agreed to this festival and you know, you were you were kind of caught in that in that moment. But to willingly go into this knowing the shit show that the first one was, unless we are talking about a situation where you are literally signing the contract and they are handing you the check the same day, there's no need. No. There's no need because you're putting your you're putting your brand at risk. Because now you are knowingly associating yourself with something that everybody in the goddamn world knows is a shit show. Yeah. So I, I would I would love to know who has bought these tickets and, and, and yeah, you're saying who are the investors? But you know what though? It could it? all be a lie. Like Oh, I'm sure. Know, oh, it's sold out. Well, how many tickets did you put on sale? Twenty? I right. mean if twenty sell, they did sell it's out. Sold out, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, it's perspective. It's all perspective. I don't know. I just think it's it's It'll be interesting to see if it pans out. I mean, listen, also, I would think there would be something in, in position that he couldn't do something like this again. I mean, he was literally convicted for this bullshit. He went to jail. Like, I would think there would be some type of thing in place that he can't run a scheme like this again. Like, legally, I think that you know? he can't be the CEO of. I don't know if it's like training, uh, training or investment. He can't have a CEO position. I I think that that's it, or he can't. I'm not sure that they for but you know there's, there's a always loophole. there's always ways around it. You there's know? a loophole. Um, maybe he's not the owner and on paper of the company, but the face or the who knows? okay. Hmm. Um, you know, I think all those poor people that like work and fed the the people there. Oh, yeah. How did they ever get paid? <laughs> I mean, look, the only thing good that could come out of this is Fire Festival season two. Oh, I was gonna say another documentary. Yeah, season two. <laughs> At the very least, I hope that if this man is involved, he makes sure there's a lot of bottled water. Yeah. And it gets through customs. Yeah. Just for his own, you know, his own dignity. <laughs> I just think it's, I mean, if you are caught in that, then what's the saying? Fool me once, shame on you. you? Fool me twice, shame, shame on, on me. me. Absolutely. Yeah, at this point, you know what you're getting into. And yeah. I'm not, not going to feel sorry for you for, for plunking down that money. Yeah. Palusite. To because say that's going to the fire festival, right? Because that's what it comes down to. But with that said, I mean, if you want to invite us over to the fire festival, oh, we'll cover it. And we'll, we'll record live. It. We'll record live from the fire festival. We will record live from the airport, from the festival with the pigs. Yeah, we'll interview people. Whatever you will. listen. What's his name? McFarland. Billy McFarland. Billy, you know, reach out to us. Listen, we're already in Miami. If they go to Jamaica, it's not that big of a, of yeah, a plane ride. Far. No, it's not that far. We could probably even get somebody to use their boat. <laughs> wow, you know, just drop us off there in a speedboat. Sure, why not? Weirder things have happened. Weirder things have happened, and and I have to believe that they are going to happen even weirder at this fire festival. Take two. <laughs> it's August, and while summer may be ending, back to school is just around the corner. That means it's time to start packing lunches again with healthy options like dairy. Whether yogurt, cheese sticks, or grilled cheese, there's many ways to include dairy for those back-to-school lunches and ensure that kids get protein, vitamin D, and calcium. And that's in addition to breakfast with some milk, either by the glass or in a bowl of cereal. For more ways to include dairy as part of your back-to-school routine, visit floridamilk.com or lechedeflorida.com and get more info as well as recipes. Trust me. Including dairy in their lunches is way easier than trying to remember how to solve word problems. All right. Well, you know, all this talk about travel and the fire festival. I mean, fire is very hot, so it's making me a little thirsty. 
Um, so do you want to go first with the last soda? So do you want me to go first? All right. So I'm going to go first. I'm going to keep it very, very short and sweet. Um, my last soda this week is actually going to the country of Brazil. Oh. Because as of the re- this recording, um, Brazil, which I'm just going to say it that way from now on moving forward, Brazil <laughs> has made homophobic acts punishable by prison. Really? Yep. They have officially made it. Um, and I'm looking at the thing right now. They're leg- I want to say they're legislator. Um, where is it? So, oh, good. Just gracious. Here we go. Brazil's Supreme Court rules that homophobia is now punishable by prison. In a landmark decision, Brazil's Supreme Court on Tuesday ruled that homophobic slurs will now be punishable by prison. In a nearly unanimous 9-to-1 ruling, homophobic slurs have been put on the same legal level as racist hate speech. Justice Edison Edson Fashin, who delivered the verdict, said the ruling was a, quote, constitutional imperative to give LGBTQ citizens equal protection under the law. So, salute to you, Brazil, because a country as traditionally Catholic as yours is, has a very, I know they have a very interesting relationship just with you know the whole lgbtq and and trans community and and it's a weird like acceptance without accepting and and what have you but the fact that they've taken this step i think speaks volumes um and here's hoping that it continues to stay on the books and and you know it's just a a demonstration of the type of commitment that other countries can adopt moving forward for the lgbtq uh community lgbtq is that how you would say it? <laughs> no, but that's how I've determined. It's LGBTQIA+. So from now on, I'm just saying LGBTQ. Oh, I thought you were saying it because it's, you know, Brazilian. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying LGBTQ. Yeah, I was like, that's not Portuguese. No, like, no. <laughs> I've decided. Well, that's a good one. Yes, that's a good yes. one. I'm actually going to give a, a, a last soda, and it's really sad. Um, so I'm, you know, like many people, I was a big wrestling fan. And this week... The wrestling world uh, lost um, Bray Wyatt, yeah, um, and that uh, that came out of nowhere. He was thirty five, thirty six, super young. They haven't released a cause, cause of death. He had been ill mm-hmm. um, for a bit now, but from what I had heard, he was uh, making a return. And for those of you who don't know who he is, um, I mean, you could look up stuff on YouTube. He was very much an innovator in, in wrestling. Um, he was like he was a superstar in the wrestling world. Yeah, um, of like this new crop, new breed of, of wrestlers, and it's just it, it's it's a real shame. Somebody so young, um, you know, the prime of their life, uh, doing something that they love uh, to go out so quickly. So. You know, um, my condolences to his family and all that. So I just wanted to mention that briefly on the show and, you know, give my last soda to him. Because it's a, I mean, when when things like that happen, I mean, obviously when people pass away, you always think about your mortality and, and, you know, all those things. But again, somebody so young, it it, it just, it really, it It kind of hits you. Yeah, it hits you. And, and. I mean, of course, unexpected and just really, really, really sad. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's always bizarre to me how how many wrestlers pass away at a young age. You know, com- compared to yeah, other because professions. look, I mean, there's a lot involved there, right? Um, a lot of these wrestlers, you know, they take steroids. They're yeah. constantly training, and you know, their body takes I, a lot. I, I, I don't have an ethical or moral problems about uh, against. Uh, 
against steroids, but you know that type of training and and that, that does put a stress to your heart. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the physicality of of it, and they do hit themselves. They do, even though that they're professionals, oh, they yeah. do hit themselves. They do have concussions. They they have all that. So it's a lot of things that's working against them. You know, a lot of these guys are very big. You know, so all that are yeah. stressors that you know can have a toll on you. And yeah. you know, obviously it's a lifestyle and it's something that you know going in. It's an assumption of the risk, but I mean it's just yeah. still very still sad when it happens. So. We can't end the show in such a sad note. Like, let's talk more about George T. Rex <laughs> <laughs> and and Martha the Lobster Raptor. I want the theme song to be done by um, the same people that do. It's a, they might be bang. giants. Yes. How did you know that? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> because it's you and I. That's how I know what you were right, thinking. Because, because no, wait. Big Bang was bare naked ladies. Bare naked. Bare naked. George, George T. Rex. The the intro has to be in the same tune as Big Bang Theory. Right. Very much like, he was a dinosaur who then ran for president. Like, kind of tells the whole, like, yeah. Prehistory. No. Washington. No, no. Because the whole thing is that where these dinosaurs lived was in what would be Washington, D.C. Okay. So, the, the dinosaurs lived in colonial times, essentially. Yes, but I don't know. There were some cave because we have to have the T-Rex and the dinosaurs in Congress. Okay. So they're like, li- they're cohabitating. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I get it now. So we could kind of make it a... <laughs> so they had to be like a, a hidden society that got yes. found and integrated into yes. colonial society. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now I'm liking this more. Yes. So, you know, they, they, the dinosaurs sort of lived on Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> They lived in an island. They were the last ones left. And then as the U.S. started getting colonized and... um, Okay, I'm thinking that if they were on Martha's Vineyard, though, they should all kind of have like that JFK accent. Mm. Or they were maybe... I am a (laughs) T-Rex. I'm here for Congress. (laughs) Or maybe they lived like in Cape Cod, you know? Still the same accent. Yeah. (laughs) They lived there. Okay. All right. right. So, right. It was like the last colony of, of, um, of dinosaurs. Of dinosaurs. And then obviously America was getting, you know, the, what would be the United States was starting to get colonized. And the colonists had taken over. And what do we do with these dinosaurs? Well, we integrate them to society. But then the dinosaurs want to be seen as like, you know. As, as, as fruitful as, members of society. Mm-hmm. So the T-Rex is like, I'm not mean. I just want to pass legislation. And because they're from Cape Cod, they are the creators of clam chowder. <laughs> We're going to have some chowder. Yes. And their favorite things to eat are lobsters. Because like that's what's... You A know. lobster pot. Yes. Because some clam chowder. Because that's what <laughs> they've had to adapt to while living on the Cape. I like this. Right? I like this a lot. I okay. like I like like a triceratops chef <laughs> with a little, <laughs> with chef's, little hat. chef's hat, yeah. but it has to fit over the three horns. Yes, yes, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> but then the thing is that George Washington, okay, right, right. George Washington is like, well, we have this new country, right, and you know, how are, what are we going to do with these 
these, these dinosaurs. Right. So they get somewhat integrated in society, and there's a bit of a of a fight there. Some people are like, "No, oh, they're going to eat your children." Um, Ooh, and then, and then, then now, now there's like parallels, right? And the t- the dinosaurs are like, "No, we're we're good." It's sort of like I hate I'm going to make this reference because I can't stand this movie. Sorry, sorry to all of you out there. Sort of like Twilight that the that the okay the vampires wanted to be part of society. Okay, and, but the dinosaurs are not going to shimmer. No. Okay. No, no. Okay. Um, but then there are people who are embracing of it, and there are people who are against it. Right? You're always going to have your crazy colonial Karen. <laughs> Which is her official name now, by the way. <laughs> right, crazy colonial Karen? CCK. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to be like, no, the dinosaurs are going to come and eat your children, eat your wife, because they're eating everybody up here. <laughs> and we're casting her with Antoine Dodson. <laughs> so, I love this. And again, the T-Rex is going to wear the little wig. Of course. With the little hat. Well, yeah, he has accessories. Right. And <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think he should wear a jacket. Mm. Well, how is he going to get it on? Yeah. yeah like, he yeah. can wear, like, a little cape. Yeah. Yes. And it's sort of like, imagine if, like, the T-Rex tried to hang out with all the characters in Hamilton. <gasps> okay, but I don't want our dinosaurs to rap. Because no. I feel like that's an extra layer no, of no. stuff. That's, no. The that, T-Rex that's is not going to miss his shot. <laughs> right. That, that's an extra step we don't no. need to no, take. No, 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 no. We don't okay. need to go there. But okay. like with those characters, like similar characters, were all big around the time of the American Revolution. Okay. Right. George T-Rex. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> okay, it is good though. Oh, I'm here for it. No, I'm <laughs> saying we got we to gotta end it because we got to go write it. Yeah. Before we forget all of this gold no, no, no. that is and, happening. And then, and then, okay, okay, I'm seeing the cover of George T. Rex, right? Okay. So it's going to say George T. Rex. Okay. And then. This is the promo shot. Yes, we're going to have George Washington mm-hmm. and the T. Rex. And they're going to be in, like, you know, those old school, like, sort of like frames that yes. are sort of oval? Sort of like what, what's on the dollar. Those portraits. Yes, those portraits. Sort okay. of like what's on the dollar, right? Uh-huh. On, on like, a, um, a currency. Yes. Right? That's like semi circular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Of George Washington and of the T. Rex. And it's going to be side by side. So it's sort of similar to like what the the campaigns back in the presidential campaigns mm-hmm. that they would put like the two. The, the president, vice president. Yes. Yeah. Like that sort of. All right. But I want to twist it because we're still working about a concept that they're tr- they're still learning to trust each other. Right. So they they can't be facing each other. They have to be facing the other way and kind of looking back at each other with a side eye like, I don't know mm-hmm. this wacky guy. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like that's because you want them to know it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, not a serious drama. Right. <laughs> With dinosaurs <laughs> in colonial times. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Roger Corman, if you hear this, yes. we'll pay you to help us finance this. And then, Corman's and then, still alive. And then, and then you know what happens as the Smithsonian's um, get built up, you know? You know, the dinosaurs are, like, looking at the Smithsonian and, like, you know, the parallel, like, one day we're going to have. Oh, or maybe they're like, one day we shall also be hanging in the Smithsonian. No. And then they are, but yeah. not how they thought. No. Oh, my God. You know what one of the characters could be? The T-Rex named Sue. You know who Sue is, right? No. The most perfect T-Rex fossil is named Sue, and she's in the Field Museum in Chicago. It's the most perfect and complete um That's T-Rex a lot of fossil. pressure on a fossil. Yes. We could meet Sue. So is she going to be our main character who takes us through everything? 
I don't know about our main character, but yeah, but see, it could be because we could we could do is we could have some like here's how okay here's literally the first scene. Listeners, are you guys in for this? <laughs> Let us know. Let here, us know what you think. Here's the first scene. Like you know, we're at the museum, right? And some little kid walks in in a field trip or whatever, and they see the 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 skeleton of Sue, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Wow, I wonder how it would have been back then in those savage times." <laughs> and then you know, like the. You know, and then we cut to Sue, but it's all like, you know, colonial times. And Sue's like, you know, oh, I've got to have this chowder. And like, you know, and that's how we start on our our little thing. No, No. and Sue walks up to George Washington. George, what are you chopping there? I'm just chopping my cherry tree. I'm going to make a delicious little pie. Okay. Well, on that note, everybody, we hope you listened, laughed, and learned. And as always, remember to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito and have a great weekend. Yes. Every now and then we have episodes that are a little yes. off the wall. And share all of that with your dinosaur in your life. Yes. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. If you're in the Miami area, Pim Pampoyo will be at Hybrid House uh, this Saturday, the 26th. Yep, that's correct. Uh, wow. Yeah. I pulled that all out. You really did. I saw you pulling this, it. Uh, <laughs> I saw August, <laughs> August 26th. So come join us at uh, Hybrid House. We are going to have our flavors as we always do. And we're going to have some garlic parm. The garlic parm yes. will be back. Yes, so yes, we yes. hope to see you around, everybody. Have a great weekend. All right, Bye. 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 Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs>